You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Rod, and today I have with me Michael Brown, uh, a father, obviously, because everybody we bring on is a father. Uh, he has three little girls, and uh, he's also a podcaster, so we got to get into that a little bit later, too. Um, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? All right, so <laughs> I, this happens all the time, man. So, you know, my name is Mikel. Mikel. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It happens all the time. So my name is Mikel. I'm originally from New York City. I've lived sure. in Atlanta. Now we reside in Charlotte. I've been married 12 years. I have three beautiful daughters. They're 10, 4, and 5. Um, I I developed a career in banking. So I've done everything from teller all the way to branch manager. Now I actually train bankers. So that's what I do for a profession, 9 to 5. I also graphic designer. And just recently, my wife and I got back together after separating for about a year and two months and decided that we wanted to share our story so that's how our podcast started that's dope that's dope so what's the, what's the name of the podcast so the name of the podcast is before you go there and basically what it is is, is a before you go there it, it's like a double-edged sword so before you get married these are the things you should know while you're married before you get into a heated argument these are the things you should know and the analogy we use all the time is Marriage is like chocolate. If you have a candy bar and it melts, eventually evaporates and it fades away. So if you put it back in the freezer, it's not going to have that same shape. So with marriage, the more you argue, the more there's miscommunication, your marriage can start to disseminate and eventually fade away. And sometimes, you know, thankful to God, we didn't end up getting divorced, but sometimes it could end up into divorce. And then, you know, you have so many different other things child support and what to do with the kids and things of that nature so that's the that's the skeleton of what our podcast is about i like it man i like i like that chocolate analogy man that that it really makes it make sense right like everybody understands chocolate melting right so that's yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like that so I, listen it, we, we we figured that analogy out through counseling okay counseling, bro yeah okay. I, I have an individual counselor she has an individual counselor and then we have a, a marriage counselor they are actually certified counselors. So, you know, we're not doing the mom and pop. You know, these are certified counselors that have degrees in this. They know about the stat. They give. They provide us with actual stats. So, yeah, actually, we had a session on Tuesday, and I said to our marriage therapist, I said, hey, just to let you know, I stole your chocolate analogy, and I'm <laughs> going to let the world know about it. She's yeah. like, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. So, yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate that. But, yeah, you know, shout out to her for that one. Yeah, that's nice, man. That's a that's a good one. There's no way to uh to mess that one up, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. All right, so so you guys have been married for 12 years, correct? Right. And 12 the, years. The, the, the three girls. So so 
10 and then you had like a, a gap there right right so with uh, like how does that how's that because i have two and they're like back to back right they're like one okay. just turned nine the other one is about to turn seven so like they, they it was one and then the other one came right behind right. It. How's it how's it with that gap so when we had the 10 year old it's not like we wasn't trying okay so you know it was just like planning when everything happened when it happened when it happened so, but it really helped, man, because I am, so I'm very competitive, very competitive. And so in my 10-year-old, she has that competitive gene in her. Okay. And so what I started to do now is she's the leader of her sisters. Okay. So like if I give her a chore and she's like, well, daddy, I couldn't do it. I said, we don't accept excuses. I was like, you give that to your sisters because you're the leader of the pack. You delegate that to your sisters. So it works. And especially, man, I'm going to tell you when it really helped, when my wife and I were separated, because she would do things for her sister that a dad wouldn't want to do for their daughters, like, you know, washing them up how they need to be washed, yeah. right? So yeah. she would, if she, she would get upset, she'd be like, oh, daddy, I don't want to do it. But I would be like, Alex, listen, this is the opportunity for you to develop your leadership skills. We don't, we're not followers. Your sisters follow you because you're leading them. So that was that. But the crazy thing is the, the four and five-year-old, they're 11 months apart. Literally, one's birthday is January 4th. The other is January 29th. Oh, wow. So for, for those few days, they're the same age. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, that was tough. That was tough. Having them so close together because we basically treated them like twins. Yeah. So, you know, having that long Cadillac stroller, you know, while one is crying because they're <laughs> hungry, the other one's crying because it needed to be changed. And bro, don't even get me started on daycare. Don't <laughs> even get me started on that. So that was the challenge. Thankful enough, we didn't have to pay daycare for all three at one time, but we did have to do two at a time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that people don't they don't mention to you, right? Like, you know, before before you have kids, right? They tell you it's gonna be expensive, right? And you're thinking, right. oh, diapers and food. Right. Like, okay, yeah. But that daycare, man, that daycare <laughs> monster. <laughs> like, yo, can you it's hurry ridiculous, up and, man? Y'all hurry up and go to school. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, I'm paying rent. Listen, you still get in school, you still get in school because you pay after school. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not as much. So it's like, okay, so now, for instance, my five-year-old just went to kindergarten okay. and my four-year-old is in pre-K. So my 10-year-old, I still pay, at, well, we still pay after school, but now she wants to do cheerleading. So those expenses from before now trans, transfer there, but it's, it's fine because I'm just like, you know, thankful enough we're in a situation where we don't have to say, we can't do that right now. Right. You know, right. so, but yeah, they, they, like you said, they said, oh, you should have more kids. Oh yeah, you should pay this daycare bill. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's something I want to go, I want to go back to uh, and that, and that okay. thought, I was just listening to you talk about, you know, kind of having your daughter be the leader and kind of teaching her those leadership skills. Like that's, that's, that's really cool because at a, at a young age, she's getting the experience of being not the boss, but like, you know, being able to delegate duties and understand tasks that she can handle and tasks that maybe right. they can do. Um, and that's like, I mean, dude, you're getting her, you're giving her like a million dollars worth of game at 10 years old. Like she's learning yeah, how to- Yeah, because I have to, man, because if not, you know, 
so the way so she my daughter is she's 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 a creative like me okay so you know she likes to do nails she does the makeup and so oh man like i want to say about a month ago i was sitting at home working and i got an alert from my um, credit card and it was like just purchases from walmart purchases from amazon so i'm like what are all these purchases so my daughter went and ordered her nails. So she does like the press on nails. Uh-huh. So I called, I didn't know at the time. So I called my credit card and I'm like, hey, I got all these fraudulent transactions. I didn't do them. So they cut my card. And so then my wife comes inside. My daughter literally ordered the acrylic machine that the ladies put the nails under because she was making the nails to sell at school. Wow. So it's like, okay, do I get mad at her for using my credit card and not telling me or do I encourage because this is the entrepreneur side of her right. so I, I really I didn't say it because I was literally I was I was upset like I was livid but I'm big on um this is something that I learned with my individual therapist I'm big on meditating now like I've been meditating now probably about three or four months so I sat in my chair you know put my guided meditation on because I wanted to handle it the right way mm-hmm. so while doing that and sitting in silence, I came up with this. I said, so that $300 that you spent, daddy gave you a loan. I said, so now for every set of nails that you sell, you have to give me half of the money until you pay the 300 off. Truthfully, I'm not going to really make her pay. She will be paying $300 forever because, you know, she can't really sell it in, in school. She could do that camp, but she can't do it in school because she'll be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So just teaching those skill sets so when that she graduates from high school, if she says, dad, I don't want to go to college because these are the skill sets that I've acquired, I'll be okay with that. You know, I don't want education to be forced down her throat. Now, granted, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of it. I just don't want it to be something that is her only option. Right. Right. You know, like so, that. yeah. I like that. That's a, so a couple of things. One, that is that's dope that that you turned it into a loan, right? Because you're teaching her, yeah. you're teaching her business, right? Along with the leadership you already given her, she's got the entrepreneurial spirit. Okay, well, this is what happens, right? If you don't have the funding, then you you got a loan to get the funding, so now you got to pay back the lot like that. That's invaluable, yeah. right? Because that's stuff that a lot of people don't we don't learn about because we're like school is teaching you how to be an employee, right? Right. And nobody's really teaching you how to be an entrepreneur, but she's getting that early. And that's, that's super cool. Super cool. Thanks. Um, Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. The other thing is, is a lot of people, one, you've talked about uh, your counselor several times already. And that's one thing that I, I, I'm big on is, is my wife is actually a therapist. So uh, okay. I, don't, I don't really have a choice, right? Like it's in the right. house all the time. <laughs> but, um, but it's one of the things that I think as as men as black men specifically like we have shied away from that could be super super helpful in in just our in our life in general whether there's problems or not right like it's like uh she always says it's like an oil change right you you can only you can wait to get the oil change when something happens to the car or you can just keep it on a scheduled maintenance right like you know it's been three let's get let's go get this oil change doesn't have to be something wrong with it right getting the oil change doesn't mean the car is broke down it just means it's time to go back and check in um and, and therapy for a lot of people is like oh my life is good I don't need a therapist you know or like you know things things are good I'm, I'm doing okay but in all honesty 
it could be something that just keeps you keeps you good, right? Like it doesn't have to be a situation where things have to be bad. Um, and you mentioning that, and even meditation um, is 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 so cool. Uh, my wife yeah. and I actually have a separate podcast, <laughs> um, and I'm a, I'm gonna plug it here, even though I ch- I typically don't talk about <laughs> it. Um, where we we talk about meditation because that's her her field. So we talk. Uh, it's called meditate, motivate, and movement. Um, so we talk about meditation and we talk about, you know, things that motivate you. Um, and then we talk about some fitness stuff as well, but, but meditation is so important because it allows you the opportunity to, to, uh, to respond instead of react. Right. Right. Like you're in that situation, you're frustrated and you want to react, but you took the time to sit it down and, and you were able to respond with a better solution. Right. Right. Yeah. This, this wouldn't have been me a year ago, man. This yeah. was, it wouldn't have been me a year ago because, you know, a year ago, I would have been reactive. And so last year with the separation, I, I spent a lot of time, although I spent a lot of time, I didn't spend a lot of time alone. I spent a lot of time alone. And okay. so what I, what I mean by that is, uh, and this is like, I'm open. So although I was getting the satisfaction of, let's just say, well, not let's just say, let's say different women in the moment, it wasn't the satisfaction of partnership and being able to share. So in that, it was like, okay, well, if this becomes my new norm, I need to mentally be in a place of execution. So executing at being a good dad every other week, executing as far as my health, executing as far as my, um, the way I think, executing around the people in my circle. So in doing that, I spent a lot of time of really, really thinking. But med- uh, truthfully, man, meditating and um, counseling, that I, I just started that this year because I knew, okay, well, let's just, let's just try something different. Mm-hmm. Let's try something different. And in trying something different is one of the books that I'm reading, he's a really good, uh, he's a neuroscientist and he talks about people try to fix things based on what you know, because you know nothing different. So you try to fix it off, again, what you know in your mind. And so it was like, okay, if I, if I want to do different and get different results, now I have to expand the space in my brain. And I have to rewire my brain. And so that's really what it's been about, man. And, and just understanding that I have a greater cause and a greater purpose. Because, again, I, I am a natural reactor. And the reason why I'm a natural reactor, I was a natural reactor. I'm a big dude, man. I'm 245, 300 pounds. I mean, I'm 6'2", 300 pounds. Like, that's not a small dude. Right. Being from New York City, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to come handle you real quick oh, I'm going to handle this real quick. So that's just, that's just how it was. But understanding if I have, now if I had a son, I wouldn't mind showing my son to be a reactor so, to alleviate being bullied. But now with my daughters and even with me, I would rather react to you mentally than physically because if you do something to me, it's always going to be in your mind. How, how will I respond? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now if we're in a room together and you know you've done something ill towards me and my family and I'm not verbalizing or I'm not 
physically responding, you're going to be the one in the room uncomfortable because now you're going to always think, what is he thinking or how will he respond? And I'm just going to be enjoying myself. So you're the one, my wife said it's a narcissistic thought, but whatever, <laughs> you're going to be the one, you're going to be the one uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's really, I haven't thought about it that way. But yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think as guys, we are always like a, a react, it's just society, right? And just like right. the you, how you grow up, where you grow up, right? Like if you if you don't if you don't react, like you said, then then you become the one, right? And then people right. just, people <laughs> feel like they could just run over you. Uh, right. You have to go up some. Uh, you have to go upside somebody's head every once in a while. Right. 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 Like, right. You know, I, I tell my daughters, you know, they haven't had any problems or anything, but like it's it's hard for me because that's where I come from. And so uh, the other day, one of the, some girl in school was like touching my daughter's hair and she told her not to do it and the girl wouldn't stop. And then eventually she stopped, like it didn't, it didn't escalate. But I was like, look, she touched her hair again. You might have to put your yeah. hands on her. Like it just- Yeah, you need to handle her. And then my yeah. wife was behind me and she's like, no, you don't, you don't put your hands on. I was like, look, look. Yeah. You use your resources. Now you gotta use your hand. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, if again, and I had that thought after she told me and we talked about it, if that had been my son, I might have been like, yo, don't even say nothing. Like, just put, <laughs> look, stop touching me, man. I need my space. Uh, I'm trying to be better with that, right? I'm trying to be better right. and not, not teach them to, to be that way. Um, but also understanding that sometimes, right, sometimes reaction and force is necessary. But as a Absolutely. last resort, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, trust me, I, I understand. And and again, my my daughter, my 10-year-old, I want to say Alex is, she has to be at least like 5'2". And so like she's slim, she's, she's petite, but she's tall. And, you know, like I told her, I said, listen, no one gets a break. No one gets a break. Yeah. If they approach you and they make you feel uncomfortable, you do what you have to do to defend yourself. You won't right. get in trouble when you get home as long as it's justified. When I ask the why, right. you tell me they did X, Y, and Z. Because, you know, and another thing too, I've been bullied and I've been a bully. So I know both sides of it. Me being bullied turned me, me, me being bullied turned me into a bully because I would bully those that bullied other people. Right. You know, and, and even now to this day, I don't have a problem with speaking to people. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem. Because what makes you feel that it's okay for you to say what you want to say to that person? Right. Because you know they're not going to stand up for themselves. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. A man, a man of the people, an advocate, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, and I know it's always somebody bigger, somebody always taller. But in this instance, hey, you know what? If, if I have to do that for the person, then I have to do it. Yeah. You know what? I, I have a question for you. I, I've never, never been in this situation. Um, I've, I've lived through it as a kid, but like having, having, you know, my parents be separated and they eventually got divorced and you didn't, you didn't get that far, but like, how is, how is that? Like, you know, cause I only got to see, well, eventually I got to the point where I got to see my dad like every other week or it was like mm -hmm. a couple months in the summer or, you know what I mean? And it was, that was tough going from being together to not being together. Um, but I never, I never experienced it as a father, right? I don't know what his experience, and I never even asked him. I never even thought to ask him what it was like. Um, but I'm curious, like, what, what is that, what is that experience like? 
because I know some other dudes that are going through it and you've obviously made it through. Um, right. So maybe you have some insight on, on how to make it work. Bro, last year was the hardest year of my life ever. Um, and it started out, I would say, with the conversation of, I'm not going to fail at this. Like that, That's just what it was. I'm not going to fail at this. So, the most, so my wife and I, we agreed that one, our girls would not travel with luggage. That's, that's the first thing. Two, for me, initially she thought that I was doing this to say, oh, I had to buy everything over, but I was okay not having anything because the moms are nurturers. So all the toys and stuff were, were at, the, at, at my wife's house when we were separated. Okay. So the only thing I had was when we when we separated, the only thing I took, I took um, a 42 inch TV, the kitchen table, and that was it. So I bought, I was like, okay, the first thing I need to buy is a bed. So when we first separated, she had them for that week. So I had kind of time and like, all right, let me find a bed, get a bed or whatever. And um, I bought a toddler bed. Because at the time, she, the uh, littles one was three. So I bought a toddler bed. I had her mattress for her toddler bed. And I have one mattress. So, again, so I'm, I walk in my apartment and that's all I see. Right? Like, I'm, I'm just like, and every day it was a new, like, I literally would go in my bathroom and cry. Like, literally. And I would say, God, if I'm going through this for somebody else, I'm willing to go through this for somebody else. So, each week. The way that I, because they didn't have toys that, you know, and I would say to them, I would have to be like, don't worry, you know, it's going to be, every time y'all come here, daddy, it's going to get better, going to get better. And my daughter would be like, it's okay, daddy. You know, the oldest one, she's like, it's okay, daddy. So what I would do is, on the weeks that I didn't have them, like I was saying, I would buy something because I know they had show and tell. So I would, that's how I built their toys up. And so for my oldest daughter, I knew she liked to watch like YouTube and stuff like that. So what I did was, and it's so crazy because it's it's in our we got a um, a loft that we created a movie room. So in my apartment, I just basically made a movie theater for her. I built the screen, bought the projector. That was her space. So then it was like, okay, I had all of their beds, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like just watching my bank account. Look, I know you're excited to get back to the podcast, but I just really quickly want to bring up to you guys, uh, Potential Performance is having that huge sale on the uh, post-pandemic parent performance program. Uh, it was normally $199, um, got all the way down to $47. Bucks. What you get is, is four weeks, 28-day uh, challenge, um, four Monday challenges, uh, four workouts a week, um, a complete meal plan for all seven days of the week for all 28 days. Uh, there's a Facebook group. There's weekly coaching calls. Um, there's tons and tons of stuff loaded up in this thing. I mean, it's a killer deal. So uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, look down below. There'll be a link for it. If you're listening to the podcast, it'll be somewhere in the show notes. If you're not sure where to go, go ahead. If you're following me on Instagram at you can call me coach. The link is in the bio uh, and there's more information there for you. So uh, again, potential for performance, post-pandemic parent performance program. 
no longer 197 only 47 bucks click the link wherever you're at and uh join on up just deplete 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 and so now like i'm buying beds and so it was just a progress but the biggest moment man the biggest moment for me you know as a man we stay strong but i cry like i don't care but the biggest moment for me that i really think changed it was my daughter we were up getting because normally her hair is braided so one thing my wife would do to take that off of me which i really appreciate it on the weeks that I had them, we would pay to get their hair done that Sunday. So the two little ones would have braids. And if my oldest one, if she wanted braids, we'll get the knotless braids or whatever, or we'll just let her hair get blown out. So this particular week, she wanted a blowout. So, you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. So she woke up, it was like Tuesday morning she woke up. I'm getting dressed, she's getting dressed. And she like screams my name, she's like, daddy. So I'm like, you know, What's going yeah. on? I run in the bathroom. So she's holding her head like this. And she's crying. Because when she combed her hair down, it it just looked it looked horrible. And she's crying. And she's like, Daddy, I'm trying to fix it. Daddy, I'm trying to fix it. Like, I, I'm like, okay. You know, I don't really know what to do. So I went back in the bathroom and I broke down. Like, that was my breakdown moment. I broke down and I went back to her and I was like, Daddy will make sure this never happens again. So with the work, I was talking to some of my coworkers and I was like, listen, y'all got to tell me what I got to buy because I can't have my baby crying. And so they was like, all right, what's going on? So I bought a flat iron. I bought jam. I made sure I bought the little net to go with their bonnet. Like I, I just made sure I had everything because I didn't want them to feel like, oh, if they came to daddy house, it was like this. And if they was at mommy's house, it was like this. I didn't want them to feel that. You know, I, I just wanted it to be a transition. And so from that point, you know, it didn't happen. And so it was really, really important for me to try to build a bond because I would come home from work. I would be so tired. You know, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I got to make food for them. Yeah. You know, so those type of things like creating a schedule. Like, truthfully, I was mom and dad every other week. And it, and it was really, really hard. And it I think, so we actually, and at that point, we actually had the girls, we had them in counseling too. And so um, they were just saying, you know, it's really for them, it's just the, um, they had to get used to the different environment. And that's, that, that's what it was, man. It was, I would say it was hard. And the other challenge was when we decided to get back together, were we doing this because we know that we needed each other? And we wanted to be back to each other with each other for genuine love and accepting each other for who we are and willing to grow, or were we doing this for the kids? And we both literally said, no, we're not doing this for the kids. And we made it known for everyone that knew that we were getting back together. We literally said, hey, we want y'all to know we're not doing this for our kids. This, we're not getting back together for our kids. Because one thing that we did learn in that year, that the kids will be okay because it will become their new norm, mm -hmm. you know? And so now, and the perfect example of that is, it was becoming their new norm because when we got back together, they were they remember, oh, this would have been daddy's week, or this would have been mommy's week. But now, you know, now they don't even say it anymore. But initially, that's how it was. Like, it'll be like, daddy, you coming back? Or mommy, you coming back? Because before we got our house, 
um, she came to my apartment. And it was, everything was just perfect timing, man, because I ended up getting COVID. You know, like if, I, if she wasn't there, like I probably would have died because I, you know how we are. Oh, this is the cold. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, there's just a cold. I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. And she was like, babe, you need to go get tested. And I went and got tested and I had COVID. She had to take care of me for those 14 days. Me and my oldest daughter. Can you imagine being locked in a room with a 14, well, with a 10 year old for 14, <laughs> 14 days? Yeah. yeah, It was a complete disaster. So, you know, that's, that's really, I, I would say the biggest thing, man, was just really being determined not to fail at it. Because again, let, let's let's be realistic. Statistically proven, most men wouldn't have their kids every other week. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they have them every other weekend. And then being a because and another thing, I refuse to be in a situation to where she would have to make me pay child support. I refuse. Yeah. I like I was I wasn't gonna do that. I've, I've been too good of a dad to my kids, and and she understood that. She never once said, "Oh, I want to take you to court for child support and anything like that," because I was an involved dad. Yeah, but I I refuse to put myself in that position and to be another statistic in a courtroom in front of a judge dictating when I see my kids and how much money I'm entitled to give my kids. So that's really that's what it looked like for me. Man, well, thank you for that, man. I appreciate that. That gave me that gave me absolutely when you when you talked about uh you know having having a situation with your daughter and her hair, like I felt that right because. It's, <laughs> It's one of those situations, or really, it could be, it don't even have to be that situation. It could be, like, anything where you feel like, as a, as a man, as a father, like, it's a powerless situation. Like, I don't know how to help you. Like, I can't, right. I don't, like, that, that, that hits you. That hits you. Like, yeah. like man. So, I felt that. Like, like I got a little, little chills. Little, <laughs> like, man, jeez. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, that, that's, the, you know what's what's cool about it though is your mindset through the whole thing right your mindset it, it was strong right like you you've been a good father up to that point like there's no reason for right. that to change right like that right. that role that responsibility is is always yours regardless of what happens period another so there's no reason for that to change like you are who you are and regardless of what happens with that person like you still have to be who you who you de- are determined to be um and I think sometimes like I, I talk to some guys and, and it's like, you know, my, my, my baby's mom or my ex-wife, she, she want me to see the kids or like, she, you know, she's doing this and like, dog, you still gotta be, you still gotta be you. You still gotta be daddy. Like you, Period. Still, you gotta show up. You gotta be present. Yep. No, no matter what happens with her and, and you, that don't have Like, and not even in a separation situation, like in your household together right now, if me and my wife are, are arguing or got problems, they, they have to be, and I don't know if you can hear them. They're in there making a bunch of noise right now. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's why I got the door closed too, because mine, yeah. I'm surprised they not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they they have to be, they still have to be on track. Like we, me and my wife yeah. are dealing with our situation and not not on the same page, but they better be on the same they page. They have to well, be, man. Still moving forward. They, they because, have to be because it can affect them in so many different ways. And you know, like. And a lot of people ask me this all the time because, you know, in my bio, I said my dad died when I was eight. Mm-hmm. So my mom, man, my mom is such a strong woman. And she's had to be for so long because when my father died, it was still me and my two sisters. So I'm the youngest. and But my brother and my older sister, they were already gone. So my mom still had to be strong for the three of us, mm-hmm. you know. And like the my, my brother, I, I learned how to be a parent for my brother because my brother had kids that were in different homes. 
but they the the level of closeness that these kids have, you would never know that. Yeah. They they call each other, they love each other. If somebody's having an event, they're all there. Like that's just that's just the level, that's the bond that he created. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so funny because he would always tell me, never be uh, never be an educated employee all your life. You know, because again, the model was graduate from high school, go to college, get your master's, get married, have kids, live life heavily, happily ever after. That's right. that's the model. And my mom would always say, Mikel, you know, as a business major, you want to know anything, pay attention to, I mean, I'm going to be real, pay attention to these white men on the news because yeah. they're going to show you how to dress. They're going to show you how to talk. They're going to show you how to behave. And and that's that's the model. And I have to make sure, like you said, I remember, man, one of my, I, I hate to use the word mentor. Like, I, I just, I feel like it's overrated, overused. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't found a place. One of my examples told me when my wife had our, our first child, he said, because she was going out. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to go babysit the kids. He said, you're never a babysitter. Those are your kids. You'll never be a babysitter. And so that's something that just resonated with me. Like, these are my kids. I'm, you know, I'm not a babysitter. They had to go get their hair done today. Guess what I had to do? Get up and take them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's just what it is. Because the more involved we are, especially as Black dads, yeah. we set the tone for what our daughters are willing to accept. Yeah. You know, and in doing that, if we got to ask ourselves, well, you know, were we the example for our daughters? Right, right. Did right. we did we treat their mom how we want a man to treat them? And those are things. Those are really like I said, man. I had a lot of time to really think last year and and determine the trajectory of how I wanted my life to look and how I wanted to be remembered by my girls. Because the intention was for us not to get back together. It wasn't. People used to say, "Oh, I'm gonna pray for y'all together." I said, "Y'all don't pray for me." don't pray for me like yeah. straight up like yeah. you know and because I, I would be honest because i'll be like it ain't happening but yeah. somebody's prayer as long as it's, somebody's <laughs> prayer reaches further than me saying don't yeah somebody had a had a straight line on that thing right <laughs> <laughs> for real man something something you said just now is is uh i think really important to note is um how you treat their mom Especially, well, I mean, not even just daughters, sons too, because your your relationship with them is like their first relationship with a man, right? Like right. your daughter's first relationship with a man and how you present and the things that you do and how you act, how you walk, how you talk. Well, later, right? Like at some point, she's going to find those qualities in somebody else, right? Hopefully. But then also, not only does that happen but she's also looking at your relationship with her mother right right and and okay i see mommy's happy and daddy's doing this for her and that and she's doing that and then that relationship is and that you're modeling what you want a relationship to look like right so you have a responsibility in your own relationship to be to be who you're supposed to be for your wife but then also understand that they see everything Right. They are watching. They're right. listening. Even when they're not. Right. Even when they're like locked in the YouTube. My kids do the YouTube thing, too. They're locked in the YouTube. <laughs> right. But every like, once in a while, you'll hear them like you'll hear them like, what'd you say, dad? Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? Or you, you'll, 
you'll be doing something you'll look over and they're looking at you like yeah i thought you was watching yep. tv because they're yep. always paying attention so how you how you are your the way you move the way you talk the way you act your body language like all of it is super important because you are emulating again you're emulating the type of man that they're going to seek out at some point right like like we talk about uh women all the time that have like you know daddy issues or whatever that's a real thing like that it is that's a real thing and so for for guys that have daughters like it's it's a it's a, another responsibility on your shoulders guys who have sons have a responsibility too because you're modeling the type of man you want them to be but it ain't no different when you have daughters right you still right. have to you still have to be an upstanding dude you can't be out here messing around because they see it right like yeah. There's yeah. no hiding it. They they see right through you, right? They, yep. they know who you really are. Yeah, they do. Because they, they, they look, they, they somehow, somehow they know, like, uh, I forget what happened, but a few weeks ago, my daughter, something happened. I was upset and I was trying to, you know, do, do my, oh, I'm good. I'm, you know, whatever. Right, yeah. you, know, you know, you know, I think, I think. I think we had a disagreement. Me and my wife had a little disagreement. We don't argue very much. We had a little disagreement. And I was like, right. like, you know, I'm going to go do my thing. So I was taking my daughter right. to, to practice and we're driving. And she's like, dad, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. Man. No, you're not. <laughs> exactly. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm fine. Uh, whatever. And she's like, why are you so quiet then? I'm like, oh, okay. All right. You got me. Yep. yep. She pinned me against the, <laughs> pinned me against the wall. She got me. So like they know, man. They they they're locked in to to who you are. I always are. say like, like a dog can smell fear. Like the kids know you. They know your feelings. They, they do. They do. And it's, it's crazy. You're just like, how did you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, like I and and because there are still certain topics. Right now we're good. I would say we what got us good was what I'm gonna say. My what I'm about to say. My daughter said so. One thing my therapist, our marriage therapist said is men can dish it out, but they can't take it, which I don't really think that, I, I don't really agree with that statement. For me, it's more along the lines of, we know that women are emotional. Mm -hmm. And so in order for a woman to get connected to a man, we know that they've allowed the emotions to get connected to them and emotions don't just fade like that. Right. Whereas a man with a woman we could have sex with that woman and be like, bye. And there's no emotional right. connection. And so we were having a conversation in the car. This probably about a month ago. And I, my wife and I, I was trying to explain to her the difference. And as we were riding the car, like I had the music, you know, you think you got the music up so they can't hear, but you know, the, <laughs> the music was up. And so my, my oldest, she's like, oh my gosh, can y'all just get over it? The past is the past move on if y'all love each other y'all love each other because we're sick of hearing it and we looked at each other like all right well we just got checked yeah so let's just let's just leave this alone yeah so yeah they they pay attention and they hear me it's like they've been here before too because they be having yeah like, they be having that wisdom like <laughs> right how you gonna tell me the past is the past and you 10 years old right you ain't even got that much past you don't know about the past <laughs> You just got here. Right. Telling me the past is the past. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's cool, man. Um, I, I want to ask you something. What 
Tell me about your shirt. I like that shirt. So this is it's a word that my wife and I came up together. It's called the collaborator. And so what we did was we branded it. So basically when you tune into our podcast, we'll always have these shirts on. And so what it means is in between, in between collaboration, there's love. So love, it's like when you're loving, when you're loving each other, you're collaborating. When somebody's collaborating, it's because they're loving. So basically they're intertwined. I like that, man. Ooh, that's, that's fire. That's Thanks. fire. But but that's the benefit of me being a graphic designer. So and the crazy is the way that it came along. Um, shouts out to David, man, because I've known David for years and he always brings. Like I've never seen David wear anything other than sleepers for suckers. And I've known him probably like four or five years. Okay. And my wife and I, we were driving. This was during the matter of fact, this was during the podcast challenge. Okay. We were driving. And I was saying, I was like, babe, we got to come up with something to brand on our podcast all the time. And I was like, it has to be a word. And so I was like, it can't be love. It has to be a word that we make up. So as we're driving and we're just brainstorming with a couple of different words. And um, it was like, she said, collaborator. I was like, how are you going to spell it? And so she wrote it out. And I'm driving, now mind you, I'm driving, and, and she's like, yeah, I want you to pick the font. I'm like, I'm driving. <laughs> so I said, okay. And so now she's sort of the, the frustrating part of being a graphic designer, because I told her, I said, all right, I want you to go online and look, look through fonts. She's like, oh my gosh, there's thousands of fonts. I was like, yeah, now you know. Now you know how it feels. So she found the font. Like, truthfully, man, this is, this is really all her. Only thing I did was we got a guy here that does our embroidery for us. Um, I have the account with the t-shirts and everything. And so she came up with the font. I put it in Photoshop, asked if she liked it. She said, yeah, and we ran with it. Yeah, I like that, man. I like that a Thanks. lot. I even like, I, I like the message behind it, right? Because yeah, the, the relationship, it, it is a collaboration, right? It can't be, right. it can't, it, it's a, people say like a relationship is 50-50, Nah, you got to give 100 and I got to give 100. Like if I'm only giving 50, that means 50% of me is somewhere else and it don't need to be there. So but look, <laughs> I want to stretch I want to stretch your thinking on that. Let me tell you why. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to take it back to our counseling. Go for so, it. So we we had a disagreement um and I was saying that she wasn't allowing me to lead her. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't she wasn't following. You know how we have these strong black independent women. And so she kept saying, I am letting you lead me. And I was like, no, you're not. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to table this for counseling. So we get in counseling. And the counselor, first thing she said was, Mikkel, what's your definition of leading? So I gave her my definition. She said, Maria, what's your definition of leading? So she gave her her definition. It was two totally different definitions. Right. So she said, the reason why y'all are arguing is because y'all don't define it as the same and so when we came together on it I said I don't mind if she leads sometimes and this is the reason why I said that I said because even if you say if we both give if we both given a hundred that's still that's still in the middle because nobody's making a decision gotcha so that means that somebody has to be 101 and one person has to be 99 yeah okay. or one person has to be 49 
and the other person has to be 51 because you're going to lead and choose at different times. You get what I'm saying? So it's yeah. not saying that we're not giving 100% each, both of us, but it's like, okay, who's going to take the, like, prime example, dinner. Last week, she was like, babe, I got the menu ready for the week. I'm like, okay. Breakfast? I'm like, babe, I made, so one of us have to lead regardless of what it is. Right. One person has to lead. So, you know, and it's, and it's not saying, you know, we're not giving our all. It's just, we have to determine Okay, because again, you know, we got a lot of strong black women out here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and as a man, we know I'm leading. I'm the I'm the head. I'll run the house. But if we don't see, and that's that's one thing for, for the fellas that's watching this. If you're dealing with your wife, your girlfriend, even your mom, I would challenge you to ask whatever the subject is you're talking about, find out how you define it. Yeah. Because if y'all both define it as something different, you're never going to be able to come to an agreement on it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. And then it is, it is a lot of it is a lot of give and take. You know what I mean? And, and it's there's things that she's better at than I am. There's things that I'm better at than she is. And and once you understand what those things are, and even sometimes like some things that I'm better at, I, I may not have the time to do it. You know what I mean? Or I may not be in the position to do it. In that particular time, so I need you to be able to like you might have to lead, even though this is typically my thing, right? Like right. I need you to step up, like yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. I like that. I like that a lot. Like she hates driving. She hates driving, <laughs> but I'm I'm cool with driving. But babe, you gotta understand if I'm tired, you need to drive this car. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think they're all like that, man. Like we go out to the car. Like she won't even grab the keys. She just walk past them. I'm like. All right, so I guess I'm driving, or or she'll have the keys in her purse, but then go get in the passenger side. I'm like I can't even get in right now. Like I don't even have to. So you're just gonna sit in the seat, and <laughs> you're not even gonna offer like, hey, or ask like, hey, do you want to drive? No, okay, all right. I guess I'm driving. I'm gonna drive for this 15 minutes, and I'm like, oh, I'm too sleepy. You gotta drive. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing my wife told me. She said um, while we were separated. Like, you know, because we talk about what did we miss? Mm -hmm. What is it that we need? Like, you know, and she said, I really didn't realize how much I valued you driving. <laughs> yeah. I said, out of everything, you just want to say you didn't realize how much you value. She's like, yeah, taking out the trash, too. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. One of my... um one of our family friends, um, the, the husband passed away uh, two years ago or a year and a half ago. He had cancer. He's an older guy. Like he's older than she was. Um, and I was talking to her last week and she was like, I just didn't realize she how much he actually did. Like, you know what I mean? And just little stuff. Right. Like just not even like, you know, paying the bills and going to work. It was just like little things that that are super valuable that we if we don't ever step back and look at our partner and just see all the things right. that we're doing, like you just, you just gloss over it. Right. You, yeah. take, you almost take it for granted. Like you ex right. expecting it to happen until like it's on you. Like my, my wife is, is, a, uh, she's out of town for the weekend. And so it's just me and the girls. And like right away this morning, like, dang, so you ain't going to be able to make them breakfast. I guess I got, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, right away, it's just like little things, just little things yeah. that she would think about because we think differently. 
right? We think differently. It's little things that she would think about that I, I they're not even on my radar until right. like, you know the alarm is going. What's going on, guys? I look. I know the podcast is just starting to get good to you, but but I just wanted to let you know that the um, the ebook, the ebook, Seven Steps to Being Healthy and Fit, it's free, completely free. So uh, if you are are not already following me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach, and you click the link in the bio, uh, and you can go ahead and grab that ebook right now. If you're not able to do that right now, I'm going to go ahead and put it down in the show notes somewhere. You can find that link. Go ahead and grab your copy of the book. Uh, if you don't like to read, you can also look on my YouTube page. I actually went through each step and detailed it and actually gave a ton more information uh, that's actually in the book. So again, go ahead and grab your copy, your free copy of seven steps to being healthy and fit. And let's get back to the podcast. One off, I'm like, oh, shoot, got all about that. And then you're going to try to find the fastest thing for them to eat. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Mess it up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Lunch times, we're like, y'all go get a lunchable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Like they eat no vegetables all day. I mean, uh, they had they yeah yeah uh huh because they had an apple. They like apple. yeah yeah <laughs> apple apple sauce. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, what they eat for dinner? Probably a cold hot dog. Yeah. Um, you know what? They, they wasn't even hungry. They wasn't hungry. <laughs> And they wasn't hungry. <laughs> that happens all the time, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll yep. just get caught up, like on a on a weekend. Like we'll just be doing whatever we're doing, running around, and then right. all of a sudden she'll, she'll be like, "Did the kids eat lunch?" I'm like, damn, ain't no, I didn't eat lunch either. <laughs> like none of us did. Like hopefully, hopefully that's gonna be the saving fact. Like no, I I didn't. I, it wasn't like I ate and they starved. Like we all didn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my, my middle daughter she's gonna tell you that she's gonna be like so and it's so kids minds are, are are so interesting to me so she feels like she just knows three she's supposed to get three meals a day so let's just say you know I give her lunch or we give her lunch like maybe three o'clock or matter of fact if it's like five and be like okay we're eating an early dinner well, to, they're like, we didn't even eat dinner yet. And we'll be like, yeah, you did. No, that was lunch because it was still light outside. So it's like, you know, they can't, they, they don't yeah. understand and they can't process, you know, the time. So yeah, man, I, trust me, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I, yeah. I just, I just did. I, I'm, I'm really debating on, um, so the reason why I haven't done it, it's a vain reason because I don't want to put the camera on my dashboard in the car and get that sticky stuff on the dashboard. <laughs> but I'm really contemplating in the morning taking them to school, man. I'm, I'll be like, y'all kids are so aggravating. Y'all just aggravate. They, they want to control the music on the phone. You know, they want to run in the car. They want to be late for school because they forget their mask. My, my oldest daughter want to put her lip gloss on. You know, the middle one want to get something to eat. The, the little one want to fall asleep. So, yeah. yeah. Car Ride Chronicles. The, the drop off. The drop off is, yeah. is, it is interesting, man. It is interesting. <laughs> That carpool line? Oh, man. Yo, you ain't got to tell me. I, I drop off and pick up. And so it's, it's, oh. uh, it's, a, it's a wild, it's a wild, especially now with, with the whole COVID thing with kids. Cause I'm mm. in California, so it's still kind of like. Oh, okay, okay. It's still kind of like crazy. 
And uh, especially at the beginning, when school first started, the numbers were starting to go back up. So it was it was like, you know, some classes could come out at some time and other classes would have to stay in. And then like it was all this shuffling and you got thousands of parents like waiting to get their kid. So the line like this, this the school is like on a loop. Right. So like okay. you, you can only come one way. Right. So okay. if you can only go one way, that means everybody is in the same <laughs> I'm like, who designed this? Like, who who was like, yo, we're gonna put a thousand kids in this school, and everybody can only come this way? Like, oh who? man. So my so my oldest daughter and my middle daughter they go to the same school, kindergarten and fifth grade. Okay. And so when on the first day of school, you know, I pull up, and and my wife laughs because I just be like, all right, kids, have a good day. Daddy loves y'all. Boom, I'm gone. Well. It couldn't happen like that because you got all of these new kindergartens. Yeah. Mom wants to get out the car and take a picture <laughs> and walk to their class. Our carpool line was in the street. <laughs> and then my oldest I was like, oh, come on. This is ridiculous. So I'm like, yeah, so trust me, carpool chronicles, boy. Yeah, yeah you should do it, man. You should do it. <laughs> you should do some, some, extra, some extra content. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, but I, I got to get this. Uh, we got, man, we got so right now we have 35 um, topics to cover. Nice. So, nice. yeah, 35 topics. So we really want to um, dive into this. We have our photo shoot on Monday. You know, I've been blessed to have some some friends that are videographers, photographers, you know, and again, me being the graphic designer. So, you know, I've really been blessed from that aspect. But yeah, we and I mean, the amount of people that have been in our inbox, that have text and saying that they need to hear this. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. talking to one of my homeboys um, and he was asking, you know, so what do you mean by transparency and grace? I said, there's nothing my wife doesn't know about me and there's nothing I don't know about her. He was like, so you're trying to tell me if I want my marriage to get better, we need to have transparency and grace I was like, yeah, he said, man, there's some stuff I got to take to the grave. I said, well, you're not ready for it. Yeah. You're not ready. Like, and, and it's it's hard, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's really, again, we, we're at a good space now because we've already had all of the hard conversations, mm -hmm. you know? But the, the hard part is like, if you trust that the person is going to tell you the truth, but when they come to you with the truth, are you going to have enough grace to not get upset with them yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and, and and if and if the record is the natural instinct wants to throw it up back in the face when it's a heated argument you know okay all right so you told me this let me process it and we're gonna move mm -hmm. it's hard it's, mm -hmm. it's really really it's, it's, it's hard and again especially as a man you know i heard um I can't remember who I said it on, heard say this on the radio. And what, what he said, it was a guy. He said, if a man says to you, I need to talk and he's being vulnerable, listen to that man because if you don't, you'll never get that opportunity again. Mm -hmm. You know, because society says we got to be strong, right? We, right. we can't talk. We, we got to always be solid. Right. So I'm coming to you as my partner, you know, I need to be able to have this conversation, even if it involves, and I, don't get it twisted. 
infidelity is not right. What I'm saying is in a moment of separating, because we both, we both did infidelity. We had to have enough grace for each other to be like, hey, you know what? We understand why it happened. Right. So now let's focus on making sure that our bond is never broken again. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I like that, man. I like that. Uh, I'm going to say this on the podcast so I can hold you to it if you say yes. If you say no, then I'm just going to edit this out. No. So me and my <laughs> wife, uh, last not last year, um, but the year before, we, we did um, – like a, a virtual couples retreat. Actually, it was last year because it was because of COVID. We did it virtually. We did a, a virtual couples retreat, and uh, we're talking about doing it again uh, in, in 2022. Um, and since you guys are a couple and you're you're you know about a relationship, and you can talk about some of the things that I think are really really important for people to know, um, I would and we can work out the logistics later. But uh, I'd love for you guys to be a part of that, to, to come on and, 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 and share your experience, share some, some actionable items some things that people could do. Um, I think that would be great, man, because a lot of times, like what you just said about the transparency and like if you want to move forward or if you want to have like that fully open and like that open heart and you really just love on that person, you have to be. You have to be um and it, you have to man it's hard it's it's difficult right it's difficult for sure to be vulnerable especially for god like you know it, to be vulnerable to anything to anyone yeah. right um but it, it's necessary right it's necessary to, to to have trust right um so i would love it and again like i said we'll work out the logistics uh man and, look you know, it, but, it's already you got my info it's already done yeah, I would you know, love like that. We will love, love we, we'll, we'll be honored, man. We'll be yeah. honored because, like I said, if we went through what we went through last year, and I can only speak for me, and, and I, I think I said that in our, our video that I posted, I don't know about her conversations with God. You know what I'm saying? I only know about mine. Right. And I know that I specifically said, if I went through this to help somebody else, I was willing to go through it. And so now, I have to share so that I can help somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's especially men, man, especially men. Like if, and, and she feels the same way. She feels the same way. We, we're down with whatever we need to do to make sure that people are hearing our story. Yeah. We're down. Yeah, she, she, uh, she actually was, was how I got connected to you. I had posted something in the group and she was like, my husband would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me... She she tagged you and I immediately messaged you like okay all right let's let's roll yeah, and she yeah, wasn't lying. Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. And, and I, listen, I, I can talk about this for an eternity, but I I put I I literally woke up in the middle of the night I, I, and I typed this in my phone. I mean, when I say woke up in the middle of the night, I mean literally woke up in the middle of the night, and I put in my phone when a man is in a good emotional state around his family he will always have a desire to create even when he doesn't know what to create. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because I'm a natural creator. Man, I've created so many businesses, you know, like I've had socks, I've done styling. Um, I've done a, a, a business where I connected people with each other, like, but I never stuck with it. Um, and so when we were having our major issues, I lost my desire to create. 
because it was like, what am I creating for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and again, we only know what our mind knows. And so we try to fix things based on what we already know. So if a man needs to fix things, and truthfully, that's why a lot of dudes, if you came from the street and you know that's how you was getting money, that's the reason why a lot of dudes go back to the street because that's, that was their source and their mind knows anything. Their body can't, hasn't seen anything beyond feeding them what they need right you know just like me okay i i know banking in and out i tried other career paths but no this is what i know you know right right and i know it well and you know and it's so funny because like i hear people talk about banking you know i know a little bit about the in the uh the find the uh investments and stuff like that but i know retail banking i know like right now i work in fintech so fintech you know finance and technology, but I'm on the retail side. So I work for a company called Varo and we are a real bank. People don't understand. There's a difference between Chime and that's a, again, a whole nother topic. Uh-huh. But you're not a real bank unless you are FDIC and OCC insured. Like that's, you know, but yeah, that's me. That's my passion. I, I, I love it. But yeah, man, we would love to connect and um, be a part of that retreat. Just, you know, again, let us know. Okay. Um, and we did. Okay. 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 All right. So I, I, I mean, I know you're, you're dadding it up right now and I am too. And, and this conversation is, is good. So I don't want to hold you too long because I know Saturdays are valuable and really all our time is valuable when we can be spending right. with your family and kids. So I, uh, I had a couple questions to ask you to wrap up and then I'm going I'm to let okay. you go enjoy the rest of your day. Um, okay. So this is this is the first one, and this is the a big one for the podcast because obviously it's about fatherhood. And so, my question to you is: is is what does what does fatherhood mean to you? Man, fatherhood means being an example, leaving a legacy, um, making sure that your kids always understand the why, not just tell them the why, but make sure they understand the why, and there's been times with me growing up, they'll be like, you may not understand now, but you'll understand later. We'll break it down so that I can understand now. Mm. You know, and so that goes back to the example of when I was saying the lesson I taught my daughter when she used my credit card. So, you know, fatherhood is just being an example, making sure that you're there for them, making sure that, you know, you're, you're providing whatever it is. Again, going back to the example of, you know, with my daughter's hair, I figured it out. Yeah. Don't don't let them down. Don't let them down. Like one thing I never say is yes or no. I always say I'll see what I can do. Because if I'm saying I see what I can do, you know that I'm gonna see what I can do. Gotcha. And 99% of the time it's gonna be the yes, but I don't want to say, you know, let's say if you ask me, can you have Beyonce for your birthday? And you know, if I say yes and I can't get Beyonce, then I look like a failure. Right. You know, versus I'll see what I could do. You know, I tried. If I say no, that means I didn't even try. So now when you come to me and you tell me no, that lets me know that you didn't even try. But I didn't try. So why should you try? So that's fatherhood to me. I like that. I like that. Okay. Here's here's another one for you. Um, two part, two part question. The first okay. part is uh so you you're a graphic designer, you're you also are in, in banking. So let's say you you had to create a um a pamphlet. 
right? You be putting together all of the, the, the graphics and, and you, you, there's some wording on there. There's some copy on there. This pamphlet is, is for, for fathers, for fathers. What, do you, what, what is the message that you want to be on there? Mm, that's a good one, man. So the first message would be, I understand. That I would, so what I would do is I'll make it, it'll be bold. And it would say, I understand. Um, and then the next thing would, would say is it's okay to be vulnerable. And then the next thing it would say is connect with me so I can tell you more. I like that. I like that. Okay. All right. You got them, you got them on the hook, right? You got them on the hook. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, same, same question, right? Same question, but okay. now this, this, this particular pamphlet is for your kids. What is it that you, you want them to know? I'd be like, uh, you know, daddy works hard, right? And y'all know y'all are aggravated. <laughs> but I love y'all. There's nothing I wouldn't do in the world for y'all. And stop trying to use all my money. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I would definitely say to them. Yeah, that's a, that's a spearhead. That's, that's and very always, all And I would say this, always, always, always live in your truth. Always. I like that. It doesn't matter what somebody else thinks your truth is, but if that's your truth, just live in it. Okay. All right. All right. Man, I like those. I like those. So so if 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 people are listening, uh wanna wanna find you right on, on social media or or okay. whatever, like where would where would they be able to get in touch with you? So you could you could follow, I'm on Instagram and my Instagram is I am Mikel and then Brown without an O. So it's I A M. M I K E L B R W N. Okay. Okay. And I'm on Instagram more than Facebook, so that's the reason why I gave my Instagram. Okay. Okay. And then where would they uh where would they find the podcast? Is it is it are you guys have you launched yet? Yeah, we've launched. So I haven't I tried to put it on the um so I can't I think I put it, I don't know where I put it, but I can't release any information because we just did a, um, we just entered a, um, a pitch. So we just did a pitch. Okay. So if all I'm going to say, if you, if you go on, if you go on Tonzo, you'll know what pitch we did, but we can't say what pitch we did, but we just did a pitch. So we can't put any content out. Okay. Okay. So, um, but it was just a pitch video, so we can't put that up. But yeah, if you want to follow us there on social media, Instagram is before you go there. Facebook is before you go there. And if you want to connect with us, just type the word chocolate or text the word chocolate to 404-800-0350. Text the word chocolate to 404-800-0350. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So I'm going I'm to I'm make sure I'll put that down in, in the show notes okay. in case, you know, somebody's listening and driving. Uh, they can go back to it later and, and find it and, and uh, you know, hit you hit you up. Make sure they're following you. Um, be on the lookout for, for the podcast. It is, I mean, okay. you guys heard, right? You guys heard what all of the, the amazing things he was saying now. There's going to be more of that on his podcast with, with his wife. And if you're in a relationship, if you're out of a relationship, if you're getting into a relationship, right? Like no matter where you are in that relationship span, 
you definitely need to be listening to this podcast because uh, just from hearing you hearing you talk and seeing seeing the different things in, in the, the challenge group, I think you guys are on to something, right? You're on to something big, and I think it's really thanks, man. I think it's really important thanks. that you guys are sharing. Um, so thank you. No, thank you for taking the time out of your day. Thank you for uh, for I, you know what I like to say, like especially listening to to you know and seeing you guys kind of move and, and talking to you now is uh I, I got you early <laughs> i would be like <laughs> down the line you know what i mean down the line I'm like man i got that i had the first interview like you know <laughs> i remember when yeah. right i remember yeah, when. yeah. you know how yeah. you be like it definitely like, man we want telling... people, and because a part of our patreon is we we're going to supply people with resources so definitely have your wife connect with my wife so that they, she can be a resource for, you know, individuals that have been looking for resources. Awesome. Awesome. We'll do. We'll do yeah. for sure. For sure. For sure. All right, man. Thank you again. Like I, like I said, man, I love the conversation. We could probably get back on and, and do another one of these things. And, and Right. <laughs> right. Just let me know, man. Just, you know, because, you know, it's so crazy because um, this is, doing live video and stuff is outside of my comfort zone yeah so i don't mind i don't you know i don't mind like again i've been a musician i've played in front of thousands of people but the actual physical like hey let's put this out there for the world you know it's it's, it's again coming out of my comfort zone but I, i'm good you know what i mean I, i'm it's, you have to be uncomfortable because there's things that people need to hear right right and outside your comfort zone is where the growth happens right? yeah so you got to yep. get outside of it. Definitely got to get outside of it um, and expand it, right? Expand the comfort zone. That, that's the dope part about getting outside of it because your comfort zone is like right here, right? Yep. The moment you step out, now it's, now you're getting comfortable in bigger and bigger spaces. And if right. you want to be successful, you got to be comfortable in anywhere, right? Like I've seen, uh, seen a video from Jay-Z that he was talking about he uh, he walks in any room as Jay-Z. Like he don't walk in the room and be Sean Carter. Like he, I walk in the room yeah, as myself. Yeah, no matter where I'm at, like I'm me. I don't change. I don't shape shift. Like I'm going in as me, and that's that's a large comfort zone, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. So, but, see, I guess that, but we're we're only comfort we're only comfortable in the places we know. Yeah, or make you know what I mean, or like a subject that we know about. So, like yeah. you know, me talking about marriage, or me talking about banking. You know, me talking about my dad dying at eight, like I'm comfortable in that space. And so are those other spaces where I need to make sure I have tunnel vision, because if I go to another space, I'm not I'm doing the people in that audience a disservice because I'm not giving them 100 percent of me in that moment. Yeah. You know, so again, yeah, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother. <laughs> for another episode. Day, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened when I've been reading a lot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's good though. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned, and I I want to know for myself, and I'm just curious, and you know, maybe somebody else want to know. You mentioned you were re reading a book uh, about it from a neuroscientist. I think you said. Yeah. So Joe Dispenza. Okay. What's the name of the book? Oh, uh, let me tell you. I can tell you right now. I believe it's called Living in the Supernatural. Say it one more time. I believe that's what it's called, but I want to confirm. Living in the supernatural. Okay, living in the supernatural. Called, um, I'm sorry, becoming supernatural, and it's on Amazon. Becoming supernatural. How common people is becoming becoming supernatural. How common people are doing the uncommon. I like it. 
by Joe Dispenza. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have to put that on my list, man. The more I talk to people, the more like a more book. Like I'm like, dog, I can't read that many books. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. you know, and it's so strong, man. The knowledge in that book is so strong that like I literally have to read it and like, like. And again, for those that you know that that may want to look at getting it, but they're like, man, I don't want to buy that um book. So I'm gonna give some of the things he say. You suffer when you can't think greater than how you constantly feel. Um, blessings are your energy center. Where you place your attention is where you place your energy. Predictable futures are a result of the same familiar past. Mm. So, yeah, information like that. Man, when you get nuggets like that, you just got to be like, Oh yeah, let me put this book down for a second. Yeah, let so me process, process that. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, I appreciate it again. I'm gonna hold on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Stop the recording, right? You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it. <laughs>